Yes, I'm William Barzi from the British Blacklist, and today I'm joined by the Link Up TV head honcho himself. Brother, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, um, it's the first time I'm going to ask you to do this, and after that, I'm going to throw a lot of flowers on you, so you go first. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it, bro. My name is Rashid Kasari, co-founder of Link Up TV and executive producer of the process and a lot of the Link Up TV originals content. Thank you, brother. Um, first mm. and foremost, I'm going to ask um, you how you doing. I see you're getting that water in there. That nice oh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, nah. I'm good. I'm good. That's what I drink nowadays, man. A lot of water. Yeah, so I'm good, man. But life is great. Can't complain. The weather's great. The sun's been out. You know, just got to give thanks to yourself. No, no, I'm, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I've been, I, I want to say watching from afar from a long time. But to be fair, like as a fan of, of Link Up TV, most of the time we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So I was a fan of the product more than the man because yeah. I didn't. A lot of us don't know you because you're behind the scenes, pulling the strings and making things move. Mm -hmm. Um, we're just like witnessing what you're doing with the culture. So that's why I was so excited to speak to you because I just wanted just to get inside your head a little bit and just understand like how you managed to bring this greatness and and your your process. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. Yeah, and I made sure I, I kind of like keep myself off the grid as much as I can. Yeah, and I always tend to from the beginning, I like pushing the talent to the forefront because I feel like it should always be about the talent, mainly. And then speaking of talent, um, mm. this new series that you've got, The Process, yeah. like I've watched both episodes, like it's, it's incredible. You. It's incredible how much talent there is that mm. doesn't necessarily have the opportunity to shine or the platform for 100%. people to even know that they exist um, outside mm. of their immediate friendship circle. So for yeah. you to put people on like this, mm. I feel like that also takes a certain level of not only foresight, but humility, yeah. because a lot of people don't think that they can shine when someone's shining next to them, but you yeah. consistently use your platform to do that. So why mm -hmm. did this idea come to your head? I mean, like many ideas, I believe in God a lot, so I feel like everything's coming from him, you know? So I literally just walk in one day, lockdown 2020, and then just it came to my head, like any other idea. And then from there, when I was outside walking, I started developing it, because um. I kind of like watching things in my head. So I'm not one of those people that will say, write things on paper on the jump. I kind of like, it comes to me and I watch it in my head a lot and a lot. And once I'm excited over it, then I start calling the team and then, then they start kind of putting things on paper and bringing it to life slightly, you know? But yeah, once it came to me, I was so proud of it because it had different layers of what we do. And then our whole thing is helping new talent come to the forefront. And I found a way where we can actually do it BBC Rap Game works off talent that's not necessarily known as much. So obviously Quepton Corning is involved, etc. Whereas this time round, instead of basically for a lot of talent to get the chance that we'll give people in this show, it's a very long, long process for them. In the real world anyway, you know, whereas this time we made sure that with this show at least, you're kind of given tools that most people can't even get straight away. You know, like getting in the studio with Fumes the Engineer, remember to someone else, it might not be a big deal but then someone else is a very big opportunity you know it's all about levels except for shooting a video now getting like 10k obviously it's 3k budget we give them to work with on camera but the shoot itself is like a 10k video shoot having given a young director the chance to actually do that like yeah trusting them with that vision quite proud of him you definitely should be i think like mm -hmm. more importantly or maybe not more importantly but in addition to that that mm -hmm. i can see the pride on the contestants faces on the right. free um, videographers and also the free um, beat makers as well you can yeah. see the genuine pride that even though there has to be a winner and a loser they never felt like there was a loser in this situation all of them 100%. came away saying i already feel like i won just having this spotlight i already felt like i won just having 100%. ld hear one of my beats you know like yeah, so definitely 
especially with the producers, there was like over 500 of them, literally. And then to even get down to that last freeze, it's a big win in itself. And even like the No Limit, even producer packs, even in the edit, we use a lot of their beats as well. So they're always getting some kind of placement in there. And I told them as well, even with the directors, that there's always opportunities that come to us. And we're just known for just giving opportunities out. So video shoots that will come to us, we see them out to the directors, not just the winning one as well. So everyone kind of wins in some capacity because you have to be they're good enough to, to have got to that level. But mm. what I really need to know is how did you guys whittle it down? Because oh, yeah. to get to three, oh, like yeah. how so, the, the, is that? You, how much time do you have in your hands? So basically, I assume you're yeah, a very busy I'm, man. Yeah, no, so Alex Bass, who's Mr. Reloaded, he had three days to kind of because I tried to do it myself and go for the drill beats, but yeah, once you hear like 20 drill beats back to back. Yeah, it just starts sounding too samey. So Alex, he's actually <laughs> passionate about music and that's his, his A&R person. So he's really, really hands-on with it. So I gave him three days to go through the production side of one, the, or the producers. He had the logins, emails, and went through it. And then he he gave us, I think, was it, would that be 15? The best 15 that he thought was, had different styles to them. And the director side of things, we kind of done that in-house because it's a bit easier to kind of see from one video, I can always tell if someone's good or not instantly. Then we held Zoom calls for like one whole day, just nonstop back-to-back Zoom calls with all the contestants. So we can actually see them because at the same time, we are filming something. So they have to have a certain energy about them anyway. You know, obviously some of them had good beats, but they were super, super shy. It wouldn't have been even good to watch. So although the talent's the most important thing, you still have to be, you know, especially with the producer, it was a bit easier. But with directors, they're more known to being behind the scenes. Like, so yeah, then after that, we'll literally just, yeah, free, free, and then that's it. Do you have to help them in that type of process of, I guess, being camera ready? Because a lot of these people, like you said, have just been operating behind the scenes, but to put them in a massive mm. platform like this, is there any coaching? Is there any advice you give them? Or I mean, is it just like, fend for yourself, guys? To be honest, the producers were easy because I feel like with them, you don't do too much talking. Just go literally press play on your beat. The beat speaks Sit in the seat and look yeah, away. Yeah, they didn't need too, too much, to be honest. But the directors, obviously, I feel like only one of them Fabian, FP Vigilance, he was quite shy and nervous. Do you realise, um, I guess, the effect that you probably have on um, like people from the culture, like especially younger people? Because I guess being the founder or co-founder mm. of Link Up TV mm. 10 years ago didn't carry the same weight as it does now mm. because mm. you've added value to your idea. You've made it something. Mm. Do you ever get any responses that are like, that make you take a, a step back to realise, wow, I've really built this thing to this level? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like it's moments. Like, for instance, when I was, I went to go see Stormzy the other day in O2, a couple of weeks ago, I believe. And then just seeing him on that stage, it's those kind of moments that you start flashing back to when you kind of met him. And then all the stuff were captured of him to get to that stage. So all those moments help when you're seeing Dave do what he's doing. Then you see Central C do, like it's those kind of moments kind of bring it back, you know, seeing where someone, from when you can pinpoint where they started and where they got to. Like that, literally, that's that's when you really kind of feel it, to be honest. And especially when it's down to even people behind the scenes as well. A lot of people that have worked for, with Link Up have gone on record labels. Yeah, done great stuff anyway, you know? So those kind of moments when you meet them up, when they've got new jobs and you hear about it, it makes it worthwhile, to be honest. Because what we do is non-stop. We literally do it the same way. Remember, it's online. It doesn't stop. We don't really have time to kind of stop as much and reflect on what you've done. Even with the process, for instance, you only sunk in properly. When obviously we done the screening, that was quite nice. But then when I see the talent on Rob Bruce's show being interviewed a couple of extra, I thought, okay, that was a nice moment. Yeah, every now and then you, you do notice them, but 
we just kind of stay focused on moving forward. You're also building an ecosystem around you because all of these people that you said, like the Stormzies, I think you were there mm. from like Dreamers Disease days. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, so like you guys are all leveling up <laughs> at the that. same time. Mm. Yeah, literally. Even well before, before that. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you check, tapping Stormzies behind bars, like you wouldn't even recognize him. Like, we're building with Stormzy from well. Be- Remember Johnny Guns? Yeah. So when la, la, la. Johnny, <laughs> yeah, Johnny Guns and Stormzy had the same manager at one point. And then he said, oh, okay, Johnny Gunn wants to do one. But yeah, let's fast bring a young boy Stormzy through. This is years ago. You know, I remember I filmed that by myself, one camera, chopped different angles, especially people like Crepton Corner. And there's a lot of them that we've literally had that connection with over the years. Did you see the spark in them at that time? And do you see the same spark in the, the current crop, like the new generation? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I feel like back then, I feel like the new generation now, obviously it's a bit easier, but at the same time it's harder because everyone can actually access it quicker. So whereas back then I feel like, yeah, there was a certain hunger that came with it back then, whereas back then it was all about pure passion. Whereas now obviously you've got passion, most of it's about fashion, so a lot of it is very different. But back then, I don't think you can ever get that, that moment back. You know, yeah, obviously the new ones are doing great stuff. They're taking it to new heights, but I felt to survive in that era back then was a lot, lot harder. But they're definitely, there's a lot of new bloods coming through, man. Right? A lot, at a rapid pace as well, man. So every week someone's breaking through. Well, who are some of the ones that you um have been checking for? Who am I listening to right now? I can't hear that. I kind of go back, I find myself going back to more the, the original guys. Diggity, I like, I like Diggity a lot because I feel like he's got a certain energy. I like right now we've got more superstars. You know, like Diggity's mm. a star in his own right, like he's shining, flexing. D Block Europe's another one set that we've obviously worked with from, yeah, when ads of how do you 12 or something, young ads. Mm-hmm. You know, it was actually young ads, like really like baby level. So he's been nice to see, but I feel like Diggity on the flip side, you got Fredo. I like Fredo's rise as well because obviously, when you check Rattling and stuff, who's someone that we work with closely, Fredo's in the background as a kid. You know, so seeing that transition as well makes me. I'm, I'm attached to Fredo in that respect as well a lot more because of that little connection there. Then you've got Dave. He's actually a special one, I feel. You know, he's someone that I always check for and I, I can never stop playing his music regardless. The fact that the process exists, like when I see mm-hmm. the artists that you've mentioned, I mm-hmm. feel like unfortunately, as talent, I only ask you to list them because unfortunately, mm-hmm. as talented as all of them are, like otherworldly talents, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. people who are full-rounded musicians, they've literally played like, the piano, you know, like yeah. this is this is a different level <laughs> yeah. of musician that we're talking about. Yeah. If it was on the like terrestrial mainstream talent shows that the X factors of this world and such, yeah. I don't even know if these people would have made it to the live show purely because the mm. judges are not of the culture, they're listening 100%. to something else, they don't believe 100%. that the public mm. want this. Mm. Obviously, mm. we do because you see how successful it is and mm-hmm. how I guess the mutual relationship between you and the artist, how the artists yeah. are getting bigger, but also the platform is getting millions of views. So clearly yeah. there's a desire to hear this sound. Did you have that foresight when this idea was in your head that we kind of need something like this? It's not just a mm-hmm. passion project, but it's mm-hmm. necessary for people to break through because we don't have talent shows. Literally, yeah, yeah. apart from like you said, the rap game. This is, this is yeah. we've got like two, a handful yeah, now. The, yeah, the rap game, but even that, it's an Amer- yeah, because it's from America originally, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, I feel like the process is definitely needed. And I feel like, unlike the rap game, I've, the reason I like the process more, obviously, because it's our show, but mm-hmm. you actually see everything in real in the real world. So the song literally comes out, you can stream it. It lives outside of the show. You know, mm-hmm. whereas I feel like a lot of reality shows, what happens, tends to happen, the talent kind of stays within the show. You know, as I said, if you want, you go on Spotify now, you can stream the song. People have been streaming it, they're enjoying it. 
it, it's a normal single. That level of experience is rare to get. You know, and obviously, remember, as, as seasons go on, it's going to even get better. Say, fast forward down the line, we get someone like Dave now. Imagine a young guy getting the chance to produce a Dave song. His life's changing. Instantly. Yeah, inst- that's, what, that's what it's all about. Same when you go on Xbox and you win it or you get to a certain stage, your life changes instantly. So I want to get the process to that level where once you're on it, you're guaranteed some kind of life changing. Even with the produ- Remember, even the producers, like, honestly, they've got points in the song. It's literally you're getting paid. It's an official release. There's no, nothing's from the cameras. Everything what you see in the process is actually reality to the core. And how invested are you, I guess, in this idea? Because I originally thought it was just a two-episode two thing because I already thought mm. that, that that was amazing as it was. But you're talking mm. about years down the line. So what mm. what is the end goal or the next evolution of then, the process for you? Initially, it was actually meant to be five episodes. Because when I wrote it, obviously, it was written for Steph London because obviously her process is different to an LD in regards to releasing music. At the time, she was on, um, I think, Virgin or one of them big labels. So you know, rollout, et cetera, for Steph, was LD and any draw artists a bit more simpler. That's why we mm-hmm. scaled it down and started closer to home. But moving forward, I feel like, yeah, we want to do another season this year, 100%, 120%. And I want to get someone like a, a paper involved, like a level up. So I don't want to do another drill one just yet because I feel like they don't just make it a drill show. But I feel like if I get a pot of paper, it's not too far away from what people are used to, people like, and you've got a core fan base and there's a level up from say LD in regards to reach and core fan base. And then from there you work your way up to you can get Dave and then you get either him or Central C. And after that, then you leave it, you take it out of England and then you do Europe for a bit. And then you go stateside and then, yeah. Africa as well, yeah, definitely hundred percent. Basically the process, people do the process every day. Literally every day, I was just speaking now, someone's recording a song, someone's choosing a beat, someone's shooting a video. You know, all we need is literally the artist to say yes, confirm it, give us the time, agree the budgets. Because the whole thing took literally a week to film. All the dates you see on there, everything's factual, 48 hours apart. You think big. You know, in life, what, that's what I mean. you kind of have to, because there's no limit to this whole thing. You know, I feel like the limits you kind of set yourself. And then I've been lucky enough from young to have that mind of just... Anything I think of, because I said, I believe all ideas come from God. Mm-hmm. And I'm a proper believer. So I feel like if I don't act on an idea, it's a disservice. You know, so I just got to do it. And then all the ideas that we work on as well, they affect so many different people. Like forget even the people on the screen, the talent behind the comments, photographers, writers, all of them are quite young. A lot of them are not even super, super professional in their field just yet. But I feel like any idea that will come, comes to my head. I've got a role to play and just, you know, make sure that everyone gets involved and progresses. It's just incredible to just mm. see, like, the, the roadmap that you have for, mm. like... Yeah, this one I'm happy about because this is going to cross over in different territories, I believe. This was a pilot, to be honest, right? We've done it independently. There's a few things that we could have changed up a little bit. Think watching it back now, a couple of errors here and there, but it was good enough, I feel, to roll out independently. And then obviously next season, with someone like Potter, he's obviously on a big label, so... Those convos are a bit different. It's not as direct as how LD and me kind of had it. As I said, when you see me get Dave, just know that, yeah, I've clocked it. It's, his process is just crazy. Either Dave or Skepta, because based on the fact that Skepta, he has so many different sounds. Yeah, when you were saying like about the place that you want to take it, and I guess as an African myself, mm-hmm. 
when I heard Africa, my ears perked up because generally oh, yeah. speaking, oh, people say they want to take ideas to the States, I guess mm. specifically for the reason of like the market is big financially yeah. and just a lot of, mm. there's a lot of African diaspora there. So at least yeah. you know that you, you have the culture plugged in probably as soon mm-hmm. as you touch down there. But mm-hmm. the real culture for me, my definition of my culture is mm. on the continent. But a lot of people mm-hmm. don't say Africa. But mm-hmm. when you said it, I guess obviously being from Uganda and um, mm-hmm. that being your birthplace, mm-hmm. like I'd love to hear a bit more about why you want to take everything back home. Yeah, I'm yeah, no, speechless because you know a lot of people don't no. talk about it, man. No, because remember, I was born, I remember I came here when I was 10. So mm-hmm. Uganda's actually my home. So I have to go back regardless. Taking it there, it would just be a different level, man. Because imagine what you could do over there. I feel like Africa is such an epic place to just do mm-hmm. things, you know? And I, obviously, England's cool, America's cool, but there's a lot of red tapes in areas. Obviously, I went to Nigeria um, with Davido and I just experienced how they live over there. It's a different level. And I feel like there you can even probably get it on TV even a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And also there as well, it's more fulfilling because imagine a random kid. Remember over here, obviously, just a random kid producing, that's cool, whatever. But imagine someone in Africa can literally change someone's life to another level. If you get a whisk kid to agree to doing one, just imagine the craziness. And anything's possible. That's what I realized. Literally, anything's possible. Like, for, like once we got Drake on our channel, I realized anything's possible because <laughs> at any given time. Remember, even him, you don't know. That's the feel about life. You, know, you literally never know. I just try to make sure that everything's in place. So when that moment happens, we're ready for it. But that's why I guess you surround yourself with like people that are like-minded. How did you build that? Because um, like, I'm aware of the, the situation about when, um, I guess, the whole Drake, how you weren't able mm. to go there and be it in the flesh. But, <laughs> yeah. you, but, you, but you had the team. Do you know what I mean? When that's you had it. the team, you can get the keys and you know everything's going to get done how it needs that's, to. Yeah. None of us knew that you weren't there. That is something I'm very happy with. As I said, it's a family. You know, we're literally all a family like Tadas Banagas, who is um, the director of the process. So he actually done, he designed the look. Yeah, he designed the logo. He's a second editor on it. He done so much plaque awards that sponsored the show. It's his company that make plaques. You know, so we everything within we kind of help orders around us. So as I said, it's a family thing, man. So one one we all got shine together regardless, man. How do you even come across people like this in life? It's just like Tadas came from my business partner Anaya, like he. Was just doing small design for him, you know, mm-hmm. and obviously, because I'm very basically, I give a lot of people chances. Mm-hmm. Someone could email if I'm filming today at 4 p.m., someone emails me literally 11 a.m. Hey, Rush, work experience. I just give you an address, just come. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, that's how I feel that's how life should be. I don't like complicating things, you know. So, I literally, anyone that wants to get involved, for instance, Eva, who's um production assistant on the process, she's actually and there's cousins, she joined the team just going through emails. And she had a passion for photography. Okay, come on set, take pictures. You know, now she has a social media, you know, as well as other. So like, uh, the way we work is that like everyone gets a chance to do whatever they kind of want to get their hands on. You know, and then from there, you kind of see people's skills, etc. So it's organic, man. It's organic. That's why when we put out things like for jobs and all that, I don't like CVs too well because I can't really, I feel like everyone puts their best foot forward in a CV. And this is not a job that you can apply for via CV. You need to have to be hands-on, on the ground with us. And we have to see your aura. Because remember, we're a family, so you might be skilled. We have people that are very skilled, but they're just not on the same. They don't, they're not even fun to be around. The energy is a bit weird. So we can't have you on set with us. It's better that way. Once you're part of LinkUp, no matter where you go, you can leave the company, do what you do. You're still part of the family. People that have left us, gone to labels, we're still link up with and you chat to, we help them out. 
they bring things to us. We advise them on certain things. So yeah. With, with all that being said, the reason mm. I'm looking down is because I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, let me mm. make sure I've got this right. And I, I still mm. have definitely got this right. On the 14th of September, 2011, you tweeted, I'm not tweeting again until I make it. Full yeah. Stop. And there was a time um, point there. So annoying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, oh. But you know what? I feel like that was the smartest thing ever. See, um, what, the, the typo or the tweet? No, nah, the tweet because I left, I left Twitter at the right time because I feel like that's when I discovered. I, me- I remember what made me tweet as well, you know, because I, I spoke to someone on the phone. Say, me and you're having a quick combo, just a quick mm-hmm. one about, like, just say a minute. Cool. Combo done, and they tweeted me. They tweeted, Oh, I just spoke to Abrashikasari. Big things happening. Watch this space. I'm thinking, Bro, we didn't even speak about that, bro. We just spoke about random shit. That's mm-hmm. when I thought, you know what? That's not the kind of wild on a being i'm all about reality and just real things hence why i've taken myself off it's so much and imagine what's happened since then how much people just how many careers have ended off what they said on twitter mm-hmm. you know so all that stuff i feel like i've cut that out so 100 yeah and it gives you more power for that like sometimes when people know too, when you overexpose yourself mm-hmm. there's a sense of power that you lose of your own life and trust me every year people go downhill because of what they said you know but if you keep yourself to yourself and keep your thoughts to yourself it's cut through, man. Mm-hmm. I had everything you said about mm-hmm. not being too accessible, about yeah. um, the demise of careers. No, I make sense. I'm not hard to okay. read. I'm there, but I just... Man, anyone can read. My, my Instagram's there now. My emails, literally, I'm very... People can reach me. If you've got the right things to reach me about, you can reach me mm-hmm. easily. That's what it is. got to control that, because otherwise, if you're too accessible to anyone, same way if someone's got your number for no reason, and you keep posting up on WhatsApp stories of some stuff, like an auntie or something, then everyone's gonna start hitting you up the moment they see you pop up for no reason, you know. But I leave it like I kind of let people forget about me. You only remember me when you need to remember me, and that's when my work's present in your face. Otherwise, let me just do what I do with my team and let's just keep pushing. So, you're not tweeting again? Nah, the, yeah, in the Twitter, nah. there's nothing to even say, yeah. I don't know, I can't. The certain things I won't do, even things that you won't catch me on Insta story, unless I, I was drunk when I was drunk, I used to do it a lot. But you won't mm-hmm. catch my face at me talking to a camera. <laughs> I, find that, I find that very, very weird. Talking to me, I don't know. I just find that weird. But that's just me. Unless I'm drunk in a B4 somewhere, then I might just do it. Hey, you know that kind of vibe. That's the only time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I keep myself very, very. I don't know, man. Especially now. I, yeah. I find I find it impersonal. I find it very yeah, impersonal very... because I'm here with the phone here. Of course, I'm talking to X amount of people at the same time, but yeah. really and truly, if we put it down to basic levels, I'm talking to a little block. In that's front it. Of you. And then you stop for a second. So you smile and you stop and you write your caption. It's that weird. I don't know. I'm, that's, um, nah. You know, I like being in the real world right now. As I said, I know what's going on in life. That's good enough for me. And then I guess in closing, I want to ask about the real world, what it looks like for you, because a lot of people assume mm-hmm. because of maybe you don't do all of these interviews that we're very happy yeah. to have like opportunity. So mm-hmm. naturally people make assumptions because they want to fill mm-hmm. in the gaps and create a narrative for you. And just like, oh, I assume it's like this, I assume it's like that. Mm-hmm. What heavy is the head that Stormzy said of his album? Like how yeah. heavy is the head when you have these responsibilities because you're mm-hmm. also not only a breadwinner for your own, but mm-hmm. your the built, ecosystem you built is helping other people mm-hmm. win bread. No, and other people. Like how, how conscious mm-hmm. of you that? Do you try not to be too it, conscious every day because that's mm. probably a lot to think about or do you have to think about it because there's no choice? 
I mean, you do have to think about it a lot, but you just don't let it consume your day-to-day life, right? Because as I said, you can't help, you can't help everyone. For instance, like, yeah, obviously, as you know, I support my family here, support the family mm-hmm. back home. Luckily for me, God bless you, back, bro. Yeah, you know, luckily for us that the pound's great, so back home, we don't even take as much as it does support people over here. Mm-hmm. And top of that, and you gotta find your own ideas and just keep, there's a lot, but I feel like it, it was crazy before, but what really helped me get into it is um I started to understand myself. Like, I realised I'm actually an introvert all that time. I actually can't be around people for long. Mm-hmm. Before, in London, I'm around people. Then we had an office around people again. And before you know it, a year's gone by and you haven't really made no serious progress. You know? So it's things that understanding that, took myself out of London, chilling. I'm more focusing on my fitness as well because I feel like the older I get, I'm 34 now, so it's like, I need to make sure that I take care of myself fully, cut out certain bad habits. You know, small little things like that, man. You learn as you go along. Just protecting your energy as well. You know, and then trying to stay in control because remember, you can't really, life's always going to hit you with things that you can't control. That's life. But those that you can't control, as long as you're ahead of them, but you're more prepared for those moments. You know, but yeah, right now I feel like, yeah, because mental health, is it mental health awareness week as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's not today. So like everything just in check, man. Uh, obviously, you have days when you're happy, days when you're sad. That's life, you know. But I'm happy more time now, hundred percent. I'm glad to hear about that because that's said in the in the round to this. I did a lot of mm. research. I was listening to yeah. all your interviews and stuff, and I did hear about depression. Like, um, mm. obviously, there's levels to this, but it's all relative. Like, mm. I've obviously been in situations as well. Like, mm. as as like the the only like boy in my family and. Mm. Also, just being from from our background, the culture mm. is, is different for us. A lot of people, mm. um, I've seen interviews where there was, I think, some NBA players in a basket in a basketball locker room, and yeah. the black players were talking about how, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go and like try hold down one of my aunties in X, Y, and Z state, and then the mm. white players said, why do you have to do that? Purely because yeah, it's a different facts. culture. They're like, doesn't your auntie or your mom or your grandma <laughs> look after themselves, or don't they send money to you? And we're like. But nah, it's it's different for us. It's different. Like, it's different. It's different. So it different. works in reverse. We're here so that we can mm-hmm. make sure that their golden years mm-hmm. are golden. Hundred percent. That's yeah. It's a good point. Different. It's actually so different. <laughs> yeah. But you just gotta even just more is what it is. Yeah. Because remember, my thing is even when you get hit with certain thing like okay, this person is money. It's like you know what? At least God has put me in a place where I can actually amen help. That's what it is. Because remember, if you keep complaining about it, that's gonna get taken away from you, given someone else. You know, so wow, because I feel like money is, money is cool, but money is here to be used in it. Same way, you won't catch me just having, say, let's say £10,000 there for no reason, not being used. I need to use that money to bring my ideas to life. You know mm. what I mean? That's, I don't like, remember, some people obviously each their own, but some people like holding on to money too much. You know, yeah. I feel like, like, just use it, man. Like, it's, it's a tool, you know? As long as you're not wasting it, like, why not? Because like I said, you won't catch me in a club spending thousands of nonsense. But you catch me spending thousands of my ideas. Why not? If one works out, great. If it doesn't, hey, we'll go again. That's it. That mindset as a result of um mm-hmm. coming from Uganda at the age of 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, like, yeah, remember, once you see poverty, yeah, once you live through it, yeah, it's crazy, man. Because even I realized that there was someone asked me, my little cousin, oh, are you rich? And I thought, I'm not actually rich, I'm generous. You know, there's a big difference, mm. you know? Cause remember, some people assume, because I give a lot, honestly, I literally give a lot. But that's why God keeps... But you seem to enjoy it, though. Yeah. Like you seem to, yeah. Yeah, you seem to you know do what? it like, with, with a good I think, heart. 
because I remember because I've been there. Well, once you've been there, like even to get to England, man, people have to support my mum. You know, like mm. it's all about supporting. And the more people you help, and the tables turn a lot. You know, the tables turn a lot because you don't want to be that guy that when the tables flip, no one's there to help you. You know, so while you've got it, you just keep helping as many as you can. Because when God forbid your time does come and you table start, at least you got people. And I realized that at one point because. I helped put so many people around me in great positions. And then one year I hit, you know, you got rock bottom, yeah? But then you got mm-hmm. the basement. I hit the basement because it goes lower than that. And luckily yeah, enough. Yeah, that's when rock bottom's your ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Then I thought, you know what? <laughs> luckily enough, two of my friends that I've helped put in position of power will help pick, yeah, pick me up, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's how it should be. Like, just help people while you've got it. Help them physically, emotionally, whatever you can. And then once your time comes, you've got people there to help you, know? So oh, I feel anyway. Bro, likewise, man. And on that mm-hmm. note, I'm just going to ask you some mm-hmm. closing questions because uh, cool. I, I just appreciate the time that you've given us. And I don't want to get greedy. <laughs> no worries, brother. So these are what we call getting to know you questions. So one of them is a book that you have in your collection. I guess that means something. One that you read recently, whatever, just a book okay. that comes to your mind. Um, Charlemagne, Black Privilege, only because in my 34 years of being alive, Actually, I read it 2020, so I would have been 32, I think, right? Yeah, or whatever. It's the first time I've actually read and finished a book, like, ever. And literally one day I just ordered it and I thought, let me just read. Because everyone was holding books, so I thought, let me just try something. Lockdown, nothing to do. And I read it, and I started reading books every week. Kevin Hart's book was good, but Charlemagne's one, I really enjoyed that book, man. You should read it if you haven't read it, man. Bro, I'm, I'm familiar with Charlemagne. Just before yeah. this, I was listening to um, The Breakfast Club. We were talking about Kendrick yeah. Lamar's new, new tune. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So I saw uh, that. But, mm. bro, oh, you haven't listened to it yet? No, no, yeah, but you know, I'm, not, I'm not a Kendrick fan. I don't know why. I'm not really, there's no connection with me and him. Watch the video at the very least. I'd love to hear your opinion. I, I won't hear oh, it yeah, on Twitter, but I'll hear it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> we'll figure it out. No way. I'll watch it. And then uh, the next one, Um, and to answer your question, no, I haven't read it. I'm not very... Well, read a lot of the stuff I consume is like video content, which is why I like okay. link up that's everything else. I'll get but you, I need get to get into the books, so that's why I yeah. asked you guys. No, these it's questions. good, it's good, reading's good. And uh, I've uh, a song or album that defines um the soundtrack of your life to date. Um, uh, flip Rich Fruit, it's gotta be a Rich Fruit 2 album. Rich Fruit 2 is my favorite rapper, right? In general, so I say, um, Fresher. Breakfast is a good song. Yeah, pressure. I believe that's the one. Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. Breakfast is pressure. And then the other one is a film or TV show that you'll watch repeatedly um, whenever it's on. Oh, um, okay. Oh, what are you watching? Modern Family, greatest show ever. I only I love... finished it last week. It's great. <laughs> great. I love Friends. Why not? Because I feel like Friends, you can't. Well, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, randomly, I just, my wife and kids, randomly, I find myself. But Ozark, great show on Netflix. I just finished that the other day. Crazy. Yeah, I like those kind of shows, man. But yeah, Modern Family is up there, because I just put it on randomly and just laughed myself. I know one you left off. Mm. Wait, the process. Oh, <laughs> the process. Oh, yeah, no, of course. Come on, yeah, come on. <laughs> that, I watch that a lot. That, yeah, that watch a lot. I watch it in that so many times. Oh, my days. The edits, everything. <laughs> Yeah, come on, we can't miss that. <laughs> and then um, I want to ask you something that you saw on stage that left a lasting impact on you. Ooh, I've been so many. I'd say Skep- Skepta and Kanye West when they came out. 
when they've done the back-to-back stuff. Yeah, was a now you need moment. to tell the story real quick because I know, but our listeners haven't heard the story with the shaky camera and getting it. Oh, in. Sorry, bro. Day, you you, you opened the kind of worms. I'm sorry, you oh, gotta yeah, tell us that now. Day. <laughs> so I think I went gym that day. I was, this one was kind of starting to train. I still live in Kensal Rise, and I see a tweet from someone tweeting Link Up TV saying, "Oh, are you not gonna be there?" And I'm thinking, "Where's it gonna be?" Cool. I, I find out there's actually a show going on. I try to call Julie. Nothing. Did I call her? No, I think, no, I didn't call her. She's going to call her, but I thought that's too bait. Yeah? And for some reason, I had Skepta's number randomly because Mega Man, I think, gave it to me for certain, whatever. I tried ringing Skepta, no answer, obviously. So then I was in the queue. I bought, I finally got this ticket. Now I've got this ticket. Cool. Not bad. I got one. And I went straight to, um, is it Coco, isn't it? In Camden, right? I remember that day was cold, bro. Freezing. I remember I was wearing my Vans. Yeah, as you know, Vans are not warm. And I was blitzed. Oh, I was literally, I was too close to leaving, you know? Because no, they weren't open, no one was going in. I thought this is all long, whatever, whatever. I started seeing no a VIP of, treatment. No, it doesn't, nothing. Doesn't mean, but I'm, whatever. I, I literally saw people walk past me. I'm thinking, hey, how come you got in? Hey, never mind, whatever. <laughs> I don't really get, I literally lined up, but you know, because it's whatever we really, did it. Couldn't get us. Mm. Boom, finally got in there. I remember, God bless him, man. One African uncle, man, God bless him, tried to stop me. I said, yeah, I'm going to get in the cloakroom, cool, whatever. Obviously, I didn't do that. But then when I got there, as, as you know, it was a myth to try and get anywhere near. Like, the stage in it. But luckily for me, like, obviously, people, people recognise me that recognise I'm not out there a lot, but once you recognise me, you kind of know who I am. Mm-hmm. And some guys obviously recognise me, boom, boom, let me cut through from the side. And they were just holding me throughout the whole show. Yeah? Oh, my. One hand was holding on to that. You know, you've been to that venue, right? Mm-hmm, one hand was mm-hmm. holding on to one of the things on the side, the other hand was just holding the camera. I just done gym as well that day, man. That, <laughs> that is the worst footage I filmed ever. But it was one of my favorite moments ever, man. Like that, everything just shaking. Even now, I watched it back the other day, yeah. It was embarrassing. But <laughs> it was a great moment, man. That one and when Section Boys bought a Drake, that was good as well. Just seeing the man them just doing great things, man. Like you can't help but smile. Yeah, especially when you know where they came from, man. And just, yeah, it's a good moment, man. And it reminds you that anything's possible, man. At any given time, anything's possible. Oh, brother, we need that shaky camera mm. stuff, man. Like, oh, like yeah. even, even if you're embarrassed, like, bro, you were in Coco. <laughs> I wasn't in Coco. I was at home. <laughs> Mate, <laughs> I oh, I remember, I remember when I left, yeah? I'm leaving, heading out now. I see Caroline. She was working at Graham Daly back then, yeah? I said, oh, oh, don't tell me you filmed that. I said, no, of course not, man. I didn't film that, Mate, I lied. I went straight home. <laughs> chop, chop, chop. Edit it. When she said she texted me, crack it up. More moments like that, man. More moments like that. But that's normal now, isn't it? So now it's normal. It's not really as exciting as it should be. But it's great now. It's become normal, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And then the, the last one is a three-part question. on What's made mm. you sad, mad, and mm. glad this week? So it could be one for each of them, sad, mad, and glad, or maybe one okay. thing that's made you feel all those emotions at once. Sad, what's made me sad? The week just started, so uh, see, <laughs> technically, <laughs> nothing's made me sad yet. Yeah, <laughs> mad is it not happening? Nothing, I'll be real. Yeah, I chose mm-hmm. happiness today because sometimes you what you gotta do when you wake up in the morning, just choose happiness. Like, I went mm-hmm. gym in the morning, nah, that was great. The day God bless me so far, man. I don't want to jinx it, but nothing yet. Yeah, and then what's made me glad is I sent some money back to Uganda, like. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good feel. That's what I do. I don't even tell him. I just, I've got everyone's things saved up, the mobile money stuff. I just get, every time I get blessed with 
more money than I need right the second. That's nothing as well. Don't have money you don't need because that's when you, it's pointless. So if I got whatever, someone paid me something that I don't need to use right the second, I just distribute it out equally. Cousins, brothers, that's it. Send it to them. Why not? So that, that was quite good. And then you get the thank yous coming through. So, oh, well done, man. Because you don't know what, you don't know who you're saving at what time in it. That's mm. the beat of my life. You don't know what someone's going through. Same, I've had moments when I'm done and someone might just text me and they listen back up. To them, it's nothing but to me that that was literally a text that I needed. Thank mm. you so much, man. Hopefully we've given you like some form of something that you needed. Like, yeah, no, some no, kind no. of appreciation, just appreciate acknowledgement. Man. And I, I look forward to seeing you on more platforms. I know you do a behind the scenes thing. But like we, we need to get next your insight year. on a lot of things, man. Next year, next year I'll be back. Once the Chani documentary comes out, next year I'll be back. And there's another idea that's coming out though this year. It's the greatest idea I've had so far. Yeah. Only you to end on the cliffhanger, innit? No, that's it, bro. That's <laughs> it. Look out for it, man. Bro, bro much love. Yeah, thank you. Have a good day. Yeah. Switch it later. Bless. Have a good day. Bye-bye.